Hey there, we are the Pagan Pipe Podcast. I'm Susanna. And I'm Tyler. Our goal is to talk about being pagan in the modern era and to help others on their journey. In season one, our main focus is Northern European religions, including but not limited to Norse paganism, Proto-Indo-European religion, Druidism, Wicca, and more. This podcast is brought to you by our willingness to appease our boredom by sharing, educating, and learning with our listeners. We are the Pagan Pie Podcast, and I'm Susanna. And I'm Tyler. Our goal is to talk about being pagan in the modern era and to help others on their journey. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 2, Storytime. Today we're going to give a summary of a Swedish folk tale called Troll Ride. Our story begins, and the focus of our story is the farmer's son, Lars, um, who, just as a summary here, is uh, hoping to win the love of his life, Lisa's hand in marriage. Um, The key focus and characteristic of Lars in this story is that he, for lack of a better term, is always fashionably late. So you didn't find that in the version that you read that she was royalty. No, it doesn't mention any of that. Um, Just that her father is waiting to see if he arrives on time. Basically this one task is the make or break whether or not he gets his blessing and therefore they actually can get married. So. um, Which I thought was really interesting that that's the only thing because. Right. What does that say about the whole kingdom? Are they all fashionably late? Or what? Well, I was thinking maybe that's maybe it was a, a commonplace thing where they picked your your worst character flaw and, and make you can overcome fight it, then you're worthy, it. right? Like, yeah. all right, you have to overcome your worst part of yourself to be worthy, type thing. Um, I don't know, just a thought, but yeah, maybe. Well, it's um, so in the version that I read, it I don't know if it was that she was royalty or that she was of noble birth which that doesn't necessarily mean you're royal. You could be just a higher class person. Right. So in a nutshell, she's way out of his league and he's a farmer or is a farmer's son. Yeah. Has to show up on time. Does he do it? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So our story of uh, the farmer's son, Lars, He is on his way to town to buy a fancy coat because he wants to look his best when he shows up at his love's door and asks for uh, her hand from her father. I mean, you got to look good. Right. And on his way to the city, he decides to take a shortcut just to shave some time off because everybody knows he is always late and he has to make it to her house by six o'clock. Yeah, so he goes through the forest, and there's this lady troll in the ditch who's like, help me, I have broken my foot. (laughs) (laughs) And She's um, described as having dark peppercorn eyes nearly hidden behind black matted hair, a carrot-looking nose, and dark bread crust looking lips. So um, just like all the worst parts of food that kids don't want to eat, which is probably why kids stay away from trolls. And then, um, so basically she says, 
hey, I know you're just doing stuff, but I need help. I need you to go get me sap from the seven different pine trees that's over there in the forest. Cause you know, you're doing, you're going through the forest anyways. Might as well help me out. I got money to give you. And he was like, ew, no, you're a troll. I hate you. And instantly realized or uh, thought back to all these stories that he'd heard about dealing with trolls and how bad it was for you and that they brought nothing but trouble. And the troll pleaded with him and held up a gold coin saying that she'd already given out five of these gold coins to other travelers expecting that they would come help, but none of them have returned. So she assumed that they just took the money and ran. Yeah. So yeah, and as Tyler described, she was pretty dang ugly. And she like kept talking about how her mom was looking for her. And he's all like, well, why don't you give her a sign? Bye, girl. And, you know, he left and whatever. And then he accidentally finds these um, seven pine trees. And he, he's like, oh, man, I can't get that song her mother's singing, like, looking for her daughter, like, out of my head. So basically, he, like, is guilted. He has that guilty conscience. I think it's kind of a, a guilty conscience thing, but it's also, he keeps hearing this song inside of his head. So I think he's, he's a little bit like, oh, I should have helped. But then it's, I think it's an overwhelming sense of there's something in my head that won't go away until this task is done. He's and this, being haunted. Yeah, he's kind of haunted by it, right? While he's occupied, while he's looking for this, this perfect jacket to buy on the way to uh, Lisa's house, right? So Lars gets this, he goes to town and after he met the witch in the woods. He goes to town and he's keeping his eyes open for these pine trees and thinking, you know, he sees them at one point and goes, I just don't have the time. I have to be there at six. So he goes to town, he buys this fancy jacket and he's all done up and everything like that. Got his hair did. And uh, <laughs> on his way back through the forest to get back to Lisa's house, he decides after hearing the song in his head all day of this troll's mom like calling out for her and he just can't get out of his head he's like you know what screw it i'm gonna do this so he goes and he collects this resin or this sap from the seven trees yeah and so he gets that he ends up and go he goes and takes it to her and basically throws it at her so that she can very make unceremoniously yeah so she can make this salve or whatever to put on her wounds to heal herself he doesn't even stick around though that's the thing he just kind of shows up and he's like here I hope I never see you again. And then he takes off and he's racing on his horse through the woods, trying to get to Lisa's house. And he's noticing it's getting dark and he's, oh my gosh, I'm going to run out of time. Mm -hmm. And as he rides past one of his friend's house, his friend is telling him, hey, you're not going to make it. And he's, I have to try. And he keeps You'll never going. make it. Never That's make it. it. <laughs> as the, the friend zooms past, you know, he zooms past his friend. So he's, slowly uh being lost in the distance there and then he peeks over his shoulder and he sees this dark figure right yeah he sees this dark like gray figure on the back of his horse out of the corner of his eye so he, he's like i have to be hallucinating and he turns back, but every time he glances back, he's more and more sure that there's somebody else on the horse with him that's actually guiding and holding the reins. Yeah, it was kind of like, I like the way it was written because it was 
kind of like, oh shit, what's right? Happening? Is everything gonna be okay? Is he gonna right. make it? Shouldn't have thrown those uh the pine sap at at the troll. Should have just handed it to her. Um, yeah, he could have been a little nicer. Yeah, a little bit. But he's galloping through the woods, and his horse is moving just a little bit faster. He's pushing this horse. And he flies past his dad's house. His dad's like, you're not going to make it. But he doesn't hardly have the time to say the words. The horse is moving that much faster. Yeah. And, and by now, his jacket is all torn up. Cut. all the branches and everything. His face is cut up. The jacket is dusty and torn. That's exactly and, how I want my future husband to look when he comes to my house to propose to me. <laughs> you know, ripped up. Look yeah. like he's getting ready to pose for the cover of a metal band. Yeah, yeah there you go. So for all yeah, those listeners <laughs> out there. <laughs> um, anyway. He's racing through. His friend says he's not going to make it. And he zooms past. His dad says, oh, you're not going to make it. And he's flying. And at this point, like, he knows that there's something behind him holding the reins of this horse. And the horse's hooves aren't even hardly touching the ground the things basically flying through the woods right. so like each of these branches is hitting and ripping his coat and cutting his face but he doesn't care he's getting covered and drenched in sweat and rain and all this and then fast forward to uh lisa's house and her hey, dad's girl. sitting there going he's not gonna make it we would have heard him coming across the wooden bridge the, the galloping of horse feet. And she's like, well, I'm going to wait till six. And he's like, well, he's got one minute to go. And they keep waiting. And then there's 30 seconds. The dad's like, you have to give it up. And then they hear the, the trotting of, of horse hooves across just this ridiculous speed across the, the bridge. It's like zoom. When, yeah, when the clock starts to chime six, it has six chimes and just at that sixth chime just before that happens Lars opens the door to the house and the father is just awestruck John drops to the floor here's Lars standing there hair is a mess from all the wind his jacket shredded his face is cut up and basically daddy was like yo you got here on time looking like that you must have seen hell yeah take her yeah basically yeah <laughs> And then from that day forward, he made it on time, but he had this figure that was going with him and he knew that, but it didn't matter for the rest of his life, whether he rode on a horse or he drove a carriage. So he always made it on time after that. So it was a really interesting tale. And, and I know you had some really good notes on this with regard to like the troll and everything like that. Yeah, first things first. All I'm gonna say is if you're gonna go propose to someone, you probably should have had your new jacket a day before or a week before. That's your fault that you're all late all the time. So right. maybe you needed a troll because you're so damn irresponsible, Lars. Um, so that's part of what I have to say. Um, the other thing is, like, why did he have to be so rude to the troll? I get that they're kind of racist back then. They're like, I don't know who this troll is. Trolls like to eat people. Trolls are this and that, you know? But this troll in particular, she was a sweetheart. I don't care how ugly she was. She was so sweet. She was like, you know what? He's late all the time. And he was the one person that, gave, that came back 
to help me. And she right. was so grateful that she stuck by his side for the rest of his life to help him. Cause she, like trolls can have magical powers to help him speed up and get there on time. Almost like she became his little spirit guide or whatever. I think, you know what? Props to you, troll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Other than that, even though it did make him late, I I think he really just helped her because he had a guilty conscience and he was haunted, just like you were saying earlier. I don't think he really cared at that moment. I think it took her helping him um, for him to realize how pure her intentions were and how right. she could be a good friend to him or ally. I had a little note on trolls. So earlier I mentioned that uh, in Old Norse folklore, trolls are defined as giant evil monsters that are ugly. After the introduction of Christianity, however you want to say it, the term troll became a definition for anyone who practices magic or is not of the Christian faith. So a witch, a troll, they're basically the same thing. In this Scandinavian story, a troll is considered a breed of Jotnar. Like from Jotunheim, like what? Loki. Land of the Giants. Yeah, Land of the Giants, and where Loki's from, or descendant of the Jotnar. They're they're a breed of Jotnar that can turn to stone with sunlight, but that's not always a requirement, and that depends on the tale because Norwegian trolls are different than Scandinavian trolls, and all of that is is just different perspectives, um, and so on with the different countries. Um, so yeah, depending on the tale, they can be really ugly or they can look like humans. And they have a strong connection to the earth, which grants them their other random skills. So that's where we get his horse or his carriage always was going so fast because she had that magical power. And I think that's a really interesting character for a culture to have. Because the trolls are like stone people, you know? Right. Much like the, the trolls in the movie Frozen. I right. Yeah. It sounds like a silly way to compare, but honestly, they did a good job at showcasing that culture, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so trolls aren't particularly in favor of human beings. However, our troll, our lady troll, she rewarded Lars because she knew he went out of his way to help her, and it almost made him late. And even though it was for his own sanity, she knew she could reward him in a way that they can have like a copacetic relationship. It didn't say anything about their relationship, but I feel like she wanted to get out of that ditch and probably was like, I want to see the world outside the forest. So Right. And there was something that you brought up before the uh, don't judge a book by its cover analogy, right? But I think that doesn't necessarily apply just to to trolls in this instance, because if you if you remember back to the start of the story, when the troll's laying there in the, the ditch and she's asking for help, she said there were five other people that took her money. She gave them a gold coin each. They just yeah. took it and they're like, peace, and they ditched, ha ha, see what I did there? Uh, they ditched her. And... <laughs> They just left and they, they took her money. In one instance, people are told to, to hate the trolls and everything like that. But in another instance, if you look at it from a different angle, the trolls have every reason to hate the humans. 
yeah stuff like that so absolutely because like i mean and that's the thing hate spreads more hate the only way to get over that is to spread love and maybe that's another theme because she was like i'm gonna go out of my way to help him even though he was rude to me right because like that's the thing when you take two warring tribes you're not going to get you're not going to heal or be friends or whatever if they're both still just hating and hating and hating each other so she was she showed compassion to him the last thing i had was that her gift was worth way more than the gold that she lost and the gold that she gave him like he came out on top and he was also a jerk who didn't deserve it in my opinion but who knows maybe this troll just has a bigger heart than i do i wouldn't (laughs) be surprised (laughs) but yeah and then at the end of this story they talk about how he felt her presence through the rest of his days whenever he's on trips and it kind of reminded me of that concept of having a guardian spirit or a spirit guide or like some sort of other creature that watches you that might not be in the same realm yeah and that'll be a topic for another episode entirely yeah well i can put a link in the show notes or you can pick up any uh book on swedish folklore it's a pretty popular one but yeah, I mean, it's a really cool story if you're interested. Do you have any thoughts on it that we didn't mention, Tyler? Um, no, I don't think so. I would encourage everybody to to read it for themselves. Um, you know, we did this episode a little bit differently with picking a story and, and kind of diving into that head first as opposed to doing a whole bunch of research on on several different topics and bringing those together for everybody. And uh, I really enjoyed this story time episode. I do too. Honestly, it's it's a little less effort than all the other stuff. Not that I don't want to put effort into it. Just that in order to cover all the topics we cover in a podcast, it's nice to have an in-between podcast. It's a little bit more relaxing and chill. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, that being said, though, um, if you have any story recommendations that you want to hear our thoughts on, because there's a lot of really weird ones, like about how the Norse god, Loki, is he's a transgender and a mother and a father. Like, that's a fun story in itself. I'm not saying we'll do that next time, but, like, if you have any suggestions, send us an email or... Facebook message or Instagram where you can just ask us questions for our FAQ part. Side note, but that there was a game you and I talked about like a few years ago. It's free on Xbox, but it's called Smite Battleground yeah. of the God. And all of the characters have jokes. And the jokes are directly related to the myths where they come from. Speaking of Loki, there's one where he's just standing there and he goes, man, you think you have it bad as a parent. My kids are monsters. And then he laughs, ha 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 Seriously. It was just, I died. I was like, I'm done. I can't. It was fantastic. It's great. So, um, but definitely. My kids are monsters. And he just lets out this malicious laughter for about three seconds. Then he goes, no, seriously. And that's kind of <laughs> And I was just like, I'm, I can't anymore. I think, I don't remember winning that match, but the first time I heard that, because I was just dying too hard. 
All right, that's our show. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on our Facebook page at the Pagan Invasion for Education or on Instagram at Pagan Pie Podcast. Send any questions, comments, or story suggestions to our email at paganpiepodcast at gmail.com. Tune in next time to talk about the first four Elder Futhark runes, a creation story, and the solstice. Bye. Peace out.